We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place exclusive interviews with players coaches and team executives streaming live and always available on demand stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the odyssey app 97.1 fm talk podcast this hour of the mark reardon show is sponsored by gamma tree experts your trees deserve the best care call gamma tree experts Mark Reardon. The heart of America is not government. The center of America is not Washington, D.C. The center of America is the neighborhoods where 330 million Americans are raising their kids and trying to put food on the table and trying to love their neighbors. Mark Reardon. There's nothing worse than a reckless jackass who thinks he's smarter than everybody else. I am the smartest man alive! The Mark Reardon Show is on now. I can hear you. The wrong headphones. Here's what I think happened: is I got up to talk to Steve and and Mary Elizabeth and Sue, and then all of a sudden the headphones went. uh, I probably have the wrong headphones. Ah, there it is. There it is. I have the wrong head. I grabbed a pair of headphones. God knows where I got those from. Hey, we're off to a great start here this afternoon, aren't we? Yes. And we're down a panelist too because Jane is late. You know what happens when you're late? You usually go to prison. That was the experience for a couple other members of the roundtable. But let's introduce who is here. First of all, Sue, how are you? I'm great, thank you. Did you walk here? Well, I thought about it, but it was still raining. Yeah, it's starting to stop raining. Yeah, the, the sun, sun is shining. Sun is shining. Right. As the show starts, as the show starts, Steve Butts, the sun is shining. That has to be a signal. We'll introduce Steve first, only because we heard him first. How are you, Steve Butts, state representative, who lives basically three blocks away as well? Hey, Mark, doing great. Welcome to St. Stephen's. Well, this is uh, my old hood, so I'm very familiar, and I know the neighborhood very well. I lived right around the corner. State senator, I still have to practice that. I, I mess it up with you and Nick. Mary Elizabeth Coleman is here. How are you? I'm so happy it's sunny because St. Stephen's is going to be a great fish fry, but we are going to St. Cecilia's tonight, and so I didn't want to wait outside in the line. In the rain. <laughs> oh, there it is. It's an oh, advantage. Okay, bueno at St. Cecilia's. Yeah. yeah, very good. So hit up St. Stephen's this week and St. Cecilia's next. Next week. Well, and I will tell you that I knew that Jane Duker would be late only because when I got on 55, there's uh, already construction and then there was some high water. So I think they got it down into one lane. Not too far from here. And then you can't get off at Loughborough, Sue. Why didn't you tell me that? You can't get off at Loughborough. I've been talking about it in traffic. You have to pay attention. (laughs) Yeah, apparently I'm not paying attention. But because of that, you have to exit at Virginia. But we're all here except for Jane. And we'll um, certainly, you know, Jane will only be here for even three quarters of the roundtable. She'll speak more than all three of us combined. (laughs) Combined. I mean, we know that, right? So hurry up. Let's talk. I I still hope she's listening right now. I really do. Uh, you know what, Steve, we got to start with this crime stuff, and that's where we're going to be, unfortunately, for a little while. And 
I don't know where to start because there have been so many different incidents this week. You called the show. We had you on earlier this week because you went to the arraignment for um, the... Uh, yeah, the bond hearing yeah, for, for Daniel Riley. Janae Edmondson's... You went? Uh, I did. Yeah, that, and, and that was on Monday? It was on Monday about uh, 1230, and downtown St. Louis. Since then, we've had three different things that are somewhat outrageous and noteworthy. One would be Dave Carson's series of photographs where there was a... You know, basically a memorial for four people who died in a terrible traffic accident. And there were a bunch of guys out there that almost got into a gunfight. And that would be outrageous enough, but if you zoom in on the ankles, you're going to see an ankle bracelet on at least one of those suspects. You also have a story that Cam Marks reported on that was horrifying, where it happened during the daytime at Straub's off of King's Highway. A woman, 68 years old, 320-pound guy, tackles her, basically tries to assault her when he's trying to rip off her car. And that's an issue. Then you have the guy that was assassinated three blocks from where we work, downtown at Park Pacific, right down from the infamous Shell Station on Tucker. So that's just the crime stories of the week. Then we have new revelations this morning about Kim Gardner's office and the staffing there. Did you see that one? Oh, no, yeah, that was, in our, that was in our local paper. Yeah, so there's, you know, I don't know where to start. I really don't know where to start on this, Steve. Well, Here's where I think we have to start. So the reality is, you know, we've got out-of-control crime. I think lots and lots, and I mean, 99% of the people agree with that simple statement, although still a little bit of pushback here and there. Is it unique to the city? It is not. Is, is, is it exasperated in the city? It certainly is. Um, this was an exceptionally bad week. I mean, you know, I... I know there's always anecdotal tales. These are more than anecdotal. But I'm just going to say that the, um, this thing, this is two incidences with ankle bracelets. Clearly something is very wrong with the use of ankle bracelets and keeping people under house arrest. So I'll, I'll start with that one. The, the other gun violence is, is never-ending. We simply, I came from a South County Afton police meeting this morning. Uh, there's a growing agreement that to allow unaccompanied minors to just walk around with loaded guns is insane. And there's got to be a way to balance what outstate Missouri legislators feel and more urban core legislators feel, but there has to be. And I want to start with this basic simple thing that if you're under 18 and un unaccompanied, you can't walk around with loaded guns. I just think... Well, in, in, in my mind, areas. that shouldn't be in dispute. And I but know it it's tricky. I, I know. And, and can someone explain why it's in dispute? Because I understand gun rights issues. I'm, I'm a fan of the Second Amendment myself. But I, I do think that there has to be a way to cover this in the law. Well, one of the things I didn't even realize. And, I, and by I the way, Jane's that. here. Welcome, Jane. Hey, Jane. I, I, knew, I knew you'd be late almost because I was almost late. So I, I can't was really... sitting in the wrong lot. Oh, because oh. you have a different. lot of lots. It's that's different. Then I'm then I do blame you. It's confusing. Well, it is maybe confusing. I should have checked here. my text messages too, so we could have all seen if you were asking where we were at. If you are coming, no, to I talked to Fred. Fry, you just who knows follow everything. the signs that say fish, fish fry. fry. You'll find. Well, it. I'm sorry, Mister, but some you know. of the doors were locked though because it doesn't start till five. Four. So you gotta come in. It opens it's at four. Four. Oh, four, four. Sorry, sorry. I'd like to invite you out to West County. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna be there. We're gonna have the the yeah. tour is gonna stop in West County, but Mary Elizabeth. On the challenges of crafting legislation, obviously you're so, in a different okay, chamber will, right now. Explain why this is so hard. Well, here's the first and foremost thing is I think that um, there's a consensus that one of these proposals that's been put forward in the legislature isn't a silver bullet, that we have such rampant out-of-control problems that it's like, 
whack-a-mole, and what does the package look like that's going to give the people, the police, the tools to do the to the do the enforcement to do. Mm -hmm. and then what are we going to do after they've enforced the law because there's this call for additional legislation about making more things illegal and to steve's point we can't even monitor the people that we know are guilty of the crimes that exist and illegally are illegally using arrest, the guns and they all exactly yeah. they are illegally holding them and we have a, a prosecutor who is absolutely unable unwilling it's not even negligence. It's just pure malice at this point and following the laws that are on the books. And so what do you do when you have that situation? There isn't an easy button. You have to look at the whole package. And I think that just takes a little bit of time. But I am um, at least heartened that there's a recognition that we have to do something, that we will do something. And Senator Brian Williams is working with Senator Stephen Roberts, who's working with uh, Senator Nick Schroer and myself. We've got a working group that we're putting together. I think, guys, that was okay to say in public. And uh, we're trying to get to where we all agree on what, what are some packages of ideas, some tools that we can use to but try to move But those tools include forward. addressing the, the juvenile code less than the gun laws? Is that is that the target right now? I mean, I think right now people want to make sure that the gun, the laws that are on the books are enforced. So certainly we need to do something. I didn't realize um, that apparently kids aren't able to own aerosoft guns, but can own actual firearms. Um, so there's... Know that can't either. play Correct. jarts either. Uh, you, you, yeah, right. Yeah. No, no, in St. Louis County, it's the, you can't walk around with an air rifle, but you can walk around with an AR-15. So that's crazy. I don't think anybody looks at that and says, yes, that's the way the law should be written. Um, but, but how do we put all of these pieces together? Because I got to tell you, kids carrying guns is a problem, but it's not even a top two or three problems when you've got people with ankle bracelets getting into gunfights at a memorial service or you've got somebody being executed in broad daylight. Um, so and, the, and, that, and that's the thing. I mean, I'm, I'm probably, I mean, I'm for gun control. We've fought about this Okay, for also years. on the record, I am not for gun control. I understand. I just want to make sure. I'm talking sure. to Mark. Yeah, but yeah I'm right. Just no, saying, I know. So, I can't but, see where you're pointing, Jane. But I'm so <laughs> far, I mean, we are so far from that. Um, yeah. The juvenile issue is interesting because it, it, it's a sort of a, a Supreme Court rule that tells these people what factors to look at when they determine. And they hadn't been going through judges in, in city and county. They go to these juvenile officers and you know they they interpret the the factors differently than they do in st charles and a lot of kids have been getting out so i know that all the mayors interestingly enough the, the county mayors have been pushing for more uniform factors to look at with regard to the juveniles and guess what you got to see a judge and the city's already instituted that the city courts have said you don't get to call the juvenile officer and say hey we got this but and this say, is a change from what happened yes, a few weeks ago yes, at the foundry right yes. And so they've said, no, 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 you got to get in front of a judge. And then, you know, I, I think that that's good. I think if you're going to hold a juvenile or a human, that a judge should sign off on holding a human. Yeah, there's some crazy ideas that I've like seen due process. Through. Like we yeah. want to make sure that we can hold people who are accused of violent crimes for 48 hours without charging. I'm sorry, no. You have to charge them. It's not that hard. There's a process in place, and you get a right to due process. But also... We have to make sure that once you've been adjudicated and you've gotten your due process that we're holding you accountable, and we're not doing that in the city of St. Louis. How about Kim Gardner? She wants to do oral motions to revoke bond. I'm like, you know, that seems like we're going away from the progressive idea that we don't incarcerate. I think people who are going to be incarcerated are entitled to a piece of paper. I mean, really. And, I mean, and maybe council, like, right? Like, how did we get? How did we get to that okay. point? Okay. Well, let, let's. And, and Mary Elizabeth and Steve were unfamiliar with this story that came out today, Jane. I'm sure. Did you see the the story on Kim today? 
Which one? On on the staff. Oh yeah, her okay, staff. Le- oh, but yeah. let me let me read this because the first four paragraphs of this will make an impression on people, I think, and after that, I think it will as well. St. Louis Circuit Attorney Kimberly Gardner's office has about half the number of prosecutors as when she took office, her smallest team yet as she struggled for years to hire and retain employees. The remaining attorneys have roughly 130 years of cumulative experience. They compare that to 2017, 500 years of experience. But here, now just five staff attorneys and a supervisor are handling the majority of serious felony cases in the city. Overall, the number of prosecutors in the office has fallen from 58 in August of 2016 to 30. So that's half. As of February, experts and former prosecutors say it's clear the office is overloaded. Prosecutors often drop and refile charges because they aren't ready for trial. And then the next paragraph. In one of those cases last fall, former assistant circuit attorney Marlo Lamb, a prosecutor for more than 20 years, teared up in court as she explained to a judge that caseloads had left her seriously underwater and unready to proceed with a trial on a murder case. That's where this office is right now. Right. So I mean, it's Mark, not even close. And their win ratio, did you see that article last week that talked about what their ratio was in, across the state of what percentage prosecutors win their cases at about 70%? And that makes sense because you're not going to bring something to trial that you don't think you can win. Hers is less than 50%. So even when they are bringing something to trial, which we know they're not, they're losing. So when I was down there Monday for that arraignment for the bond hearing, I would say that the representative from the prosecutor's office was excellent. I forget the gentleman's name, but he did a great job. But, you know, the whole legal establishment, the whole legal community, judicial, the Missouri Bar, attorneys, I have them to my left and my right right now, need to be speaking out. I mean, this is clearly an office that is overwhelmed, overtasked, Mismanaged. I, just mismanaged. There's, I, I, I don't know that I can say there's malfeasance, but the well, legal no, I can't. Commu- I, I can say that because okay, I, 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 don't because know I read the grand jury's letter to the Supreme Court. So okay. there's malfeasance. But we, don't, we need we, don't, yeah. we need the legal community to also rise up. And, I, and if I could say one one further thing on it, it's consistent that even at her press conference, I'm like the inability to say I'm sorry, I'm overwhelmed, I need help. There are prosecutors, the, the one from they're Jackson standing, County. They're standing willing. From Jackson County The MAPA Association has offered, and she's like, just write me a check. Well, I mean, and that's, they, I mean was, they've been begging. The, to help The Prosecutors well, here, Association this, has been begging to intervene because they don't want to change the way that we, we take over state, prosecutors correct. as a state. And they have lost that argument now because she, she will not accept the help. This, this will, again, put a, an exclamation point on this. One prosecutor in our city is handling 45 open murder or manslaughter cases and uh-uh. roughly 60 other most violent felonies, according to data by the Post-Dispatch that they obtained. Even if none of those cases went to trial, that prosecutor would need more than a year and a half of 60-hour work weeks to clear their murder cases under the averages outlined in the study. Now, th- that's incumbent upon our circuit attorney to respond to those numbers and say, she explain how she's going to fix that. If she doesn't want the state to control this, and Steve, you, you got people in your party that are fighting against this. How can you make an argument against okay, this given those not, numbers? Not many. And that's it's, true, it's and I will say it was seismic. Number with it, every day. Well, good. And it was seismic, I thought, when Tashara pulled her it support because immediately then you saw the quo warrant filed. I've been talking to Andrew Bailey since he took office, which, to be fair, is only a matter of weeks, saying, when are you going to file the quo? When are you going to file it? And as soon as Tashara spoke, he filed. And, and well, Megan Green was standing right beside right Tashara. Yeah. I mean, it speaks volumes. And she, wait, wait, Megan Green is an it, idiot. Did you hear what she said? 
I, I wait, wait, no. She oh, was standing oh, there. Oh, no, 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 no. She was Wait a second. Did she? Because I have two sound bites from yesterday where she sounds like the biggest idiot in St. Louis, which doesn't surprise me, where she said, well, I don't know. And she went after Andrew Bailey and the governor. So I got nothing for Megan Green. That's the leadership in the city of St. Louis. And by the way, if that's the leadership, the city gets what it deserves, Steve. It, Sorry. It is the leadership right now. Things can change, but this is an issue that has to be addressed. Well, we have a board of automatic president race coming up. Where is the solution there? Who's going to win that? Well, she's going to win. I think exactly. she's running unopposed. Exactly. So, okay. so where's the solution? Right. So, well, the automatic races, please come out, and anybody that's endorsed by Action St. Louis, say no. Okay? Real simple. I mean, it's, it's very stark as to the people who want to defund and the people who think that these policies that, oh, okay, we're going to imp implement policies that are going to bear fruit in 20 years. We're going to eradicate poverty. I'm like, really? You're going to, you know, you're, you alone are going to, I mean, this is no different than the Trump crazy. You alone are going to eradicate poverty. And so we're, well, how Trump many, just wanted to build a wall. I right. don't know that he's a How many crazy. people At least are, he had a plan. All, how many people are going to die until your policies bear fruit? Well, that, that's a very valid question. So I, I don't know. Because with the Quo Ronto, Mary Elizabeth, it's going to take a while, right? This is going to... This is not a fast process. Right. This is going to take months and months. There's going to be months. And there's no guarantee. She, there, there's there, no guarantee, although no. the evidence is persuasive. Um, I certainly wouldn't want to bet against Andrew Bailey, but... We need a statute. I think if you look at, we have to have a statute, but if you look at what's happening across the country, people are fed up. And even people who will only vote for a Democrat, like people who live in this area. And who live in Chicago. Sitting, and who live in Chicago are done. And so done. if we look at, and you say the same kind of thing. What did the mayor uh, say in Chicago? Oh, it was about race and gender, well, look, and that's she, why she lost. You know, you know what's you sad the same about thing that? You saying about Kim. This is what's sad about that is that I actually, you know, because I'll keep an open mind on people. I kept an open mind for about 30 seconds with Tashar before she exposed herself as incompetent. But with, with Lori Lightfoot, she was a prosecutor. So there was some hope because crime was an issue when she took office. This is nothing new. It got worse. There's no doubt about that. But I, I realized that I didn't know this, and this was news to me, that Lori Lightfoot, apparently when she won that last election, she was a white male. Did you know that? She had to have been. Well, she's blaming race and gender. What, who who, who voted right. for? I mean, the patriarchy how came you, out the first how time. How can you pull the race card when you were elected the last time as a black woman in the city of Chicago? That's well, my point. And, and, and I think that, that Mayor Jones ought to be very nervous about that because I think she thought that she has been uh, pun intended bulletproof on crime, and she's not. Nobody is. No elected leaders are. You can't and be. And you not can't at this be. Point. You, you can't. Executions go viral right. across the... I mean... Has she even made a statement about the execution? I haven't seen it. I don't think so. She's mourned for the, the four I don't believe teenagers, so. but she's not said a word about... Now, these are the same people who said that it's incumbent on us to put up tents on the river to pair for homeless people, but a, but a homeless man gets executed on the street and there's not a sound, not the mayor, not the comptroller, not Megan Green, the president of the Board of Aldermen, not a single member of the Board of Aldermen, not the police chief have said one word police about this You know what, that's man. a great point, Jane, yeah, and I don't, I don't understand that at all. Why wasn't there a press conference right then and there and said, I'm going to have five cops sitting at this shell station? I mean, what the heck? Steve, I'm sure you know this, but the number of people that are to the west of us right now and to the south of us and, and probably across the river that don't want to take a step into this city right now is at an all-time high because of crime. 
Okay, uh, yeah, of course. Crime is hurting the city of St. Louis. Tomorrow's going to be the home opener for the soccer team. And it's a great thing. It's, and it's going to be packed. And you're not, you can't even buy a ticket. So it's sort of a false narrative to it's say people aren't coming in. It's not a false narrative. No, 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 but no. This no is, listen, yes, it is. No, 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 now, no, what no, isn't no, the false no. narrative? No, no, people still come in for meaningful, oh, it happens all the time. When there's cool stuff going yes. on, Yes, downtown St. Louis. Of and that building has already Soulard, been shot. Soulard was packed for Mardi Gras. That doesn't I mean, take away on. from my point. There no, no. are more people than ever that are not willing to take that step, especially at nighttime. Yeah, okay. And you sold out a soccer club because it's brand new and people bought the tickets a and, year ago. And the 3.2 million people that come to the Cardinals and the record-breaking okay, crowds go to Forest Park. What isn't yeah. happening well, There's going to be more hesitation on that. People are not willing to live in the city of St. Louis. No, but they also aren't willing to travel. People used to say... Merrimack was a boundary and that they felt safer, you know, their houses wouldn't get broken into, but now there are people coming in and they do not want to go out Hang to on. the Bush Stadium. I'm going way too long here in the first segment. There's a lot of passion. St. Stephen's Fish Fry. It's Fish Fry Fridays. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back with more here on 97.1 FM Talk. Sorry, I didn't We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Has begun. We're at St. Stephen's in South City and Holly Hills this afternoon. We have a live Reardon Roundtable in the next hour. Sue's News on location. On, it's like a home court advantage for Sue's News, don't you think? <laughs> I'm not sure it's an advantage. But yes. And uh, George, Gray's coming, George Gray's coming in the 5 o'clock hour. We're going to do a live um, Price is Wrong, which is going to be epic. If I'm George so can excited. find his way here, though, because we're trying to get him through the detours. He's a, he's a you know, spoiled Hollywood type. He has... You know, security, private security, limo, all kinds of stuff like that. So we'll see if we can get George here effectively. All right, let's um, let's get back into some of the topics here. Jane Duker is with us. She's going to hang out the entire show. Um, State Rep Steve Butts and State Senator Mary Elizabeth Coleman. Um, Steve and Mary Elizabeth, and I'll start with you, Mary Elizabeth, on the other pieces of legislation. I got an update from Caleb Rowden yesterday, the uh, State Senate pro tem, President pro tem. But tell me where your opinion is on some of these other big issues. We'll start with Parental Bill of Rights. Yeah, so big win out of the Senate getting the Parental Bill of Rights out early. I think it was our first major piece of legislation. Andrew Koenig should get a lot of credit for negotiating that. Um, the name of the game in the Senate, of course, is you don't want to fill, you don't want to have a filibuster, and you don't want to have a procedural 
uh, move called the PQ and the leadership and Andrew did a great job. So that's gonna make sure that every school district in the state has to put their curriculums, that parents have access to that information. And if there are certain things that are being taught that shouldn't be taught, um, that there's a process for which there's a review and a fine for the school district um, if, if teachers are teaching some of these awful ideas. So that's a massive win, I'm pretty excited. I don't think it's been referred to committee yet on the House side. Have you seen, Steve? Not to my knowledge. So normally what happens is the other chamber kind of holds bills until after spring break and says, we're gonna do our own thing and we'll get to your stuff at later. So we'll see that coming down the pike. Um, I think Steve, the let me, let, me, uh, let me ask Steve, do you have problems with that legislation? Have you looked at it? I, I haven't really looked at it yet. It, Mary Elizabeth, what she said is exactly correct. So the house is a little strange. We, until we get back from spring break, I, we're like high school kids, right? We, we have all this time for the first eight weeks we do not that much. We do this spring break thing. You're, you're limiting the not that much to just eight weeks. That's very generous of you. Yeah, but go okay, ahead. Okay. <laughs> well, I guess I think we do too much. And then, <laughs> Maybe yeah. we, and then we do come less. back. And yeah. then we come back and we'll do some. And then the last two weeks, it's just nonstop. Do you guys crazy all go to Florida on spring break or what is that? I'm going, I, to, I, I'm going I, to London. I'm but. going to Florida. <laughs> You're there for four months. You guys need a spring break, huh? Spring break. That's Honestly, right. we could cut the legislative time in half, and we would be as productive. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Probably well, more. Those of us so who true. vote for you are aware of that. Yeah. Just so Listen, you know, I'm that's not, not a secret. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's but anything, what else priorities? Okay, so updates? other priorities are initiative petition reform. That has moved through the House and come over to the Senate. Um, there's a lot of interest in the Republican caucus for getting that done. People are worried that you can amend the Constitution with just one, the same amount as to put a statute in place. That doesn't so seem fair. I have long been a critic of the initiative petition process in Missouri. I think it needs reforming, but in what way would we reform it? So the House's plan I don't like. I don't think there is anybody surprised that I'm not a huge fan of what came out. They want a 60% vote to amend the Constitution. I think something about a majority of the House districts. I would rather see a majority of the congressional districts. I think I think it's a little bit easier for people to get access to signatures um, and make it harder just for the constitutional changes. I'm fine if people want to change statutes easily, and even if we have a cool-off period, so the legislature can't undo what the electorate just did. I'm any, fine. Any with thoughts all of that. on that? Yeah, I'll jump on that, and I'll say so. On the initiative petition process, I'd be all for doing nothing because we neglected to say this is one of my biggest problems. After five years in Jeff City, you know, you just keep slamming your head against a concrete wall, but I'll say, here's a couple things that, and I know Mary Elizabeth is on this. We wanted to, there's 99% um, support to have Medicaid extend for postpartum women from 60 days to one year. How that isn't, we, we don't get that done in the first week, I don't know, it's all clogged up. Well, we want I sports betting, that, we so. want sports betting, yeah. and we're getting nowhere with that, though it's got 95% support. I mean, so I'm like, we don't do, the easy stuff that's bipartisan and most people agree on. I, I, well, okay, but part, part of why crazy. we don't do that is because we can't have VLT language video lottery terminals that are separate and apart from sportsbook because the person who's pushing for VLTs, which I think we should have, uh, is taking hostage sportsbook, right? So what happens yep. is people see mm -hmm. things that are priorities for other people and they take I'm them familiar hostage. With that. They take them hostage because they want to get their priority done. And, and so is it all that? Is that gets Mike tied Moon up. that's doing that or no. who is it? Well, so Mike is certainly, I mean, he does that too. Hoskins. But it's Hoskins. Denny Hoskins. But, He's the one but not he really does LTs. But I'm saying issues. everybody he does He doesn't that. like the gray machines. He's been very clear about that. He thinks they're illegal. And I mean, I, 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 he's not crazy. Well, I'm fine. Let's make them legal. But let's treat these. Two, let's get sports betting done. 
Can well, I, this can is I go back to initiative? Well, listen, I yeah. want both. Go, go to the initiative, the and initiative then I'll weigh in one, on sports betting. I agree with Senator Coleman that, that we don't need to be restricting how people get signatures, okay? That's, that's actually the people part, okay? That, to me, you don't need to be doing that. And actually, eight congressional dis- districts does make it easier for people to go out and get signatures. So I'm all good for that. If they want to do the legwork, that's great. I think we have to do more for a constitutional amendment. Our constitution is way too long. It's I'm ridiculous. I'm so surprised. I'm, I'm pleased am, that this is your opinion. No, it's always been. I'm a lawyer. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's I mean, You know what I mean? And I just think it's ridiculous the way we I mess agree. around with our constitution. I agree, yeah. And so I think, like, look, in the city of St. Louis, to change the charter, you got to have 66%. How can we not have the same thing for, uh, you know, the basic constitution for our state is the same thing as the constitution for the city of St. Louis, and you got to have more than 50% to do that. Look, here's, here's why, though. I think people, the citizenry, a majority of them, they're just disgusted with how hard it is to get things through the legislature. So they're they're doing an it's end true. around. There's always another way. Everybody's got a boss or a check on their actions. But that's actions. fine for statutes, right? So change statutes, change Correct. the laws. I went into the the secretary of the Senate's office, and she has a nine pages framed on her wall, which is the original Missouri Constitution. <laughs> that to me seems like the appropriate length for. And a I will tell you this: when the I marijuana was... legislation was three times that alone amended right. the like, Constitution. Yeah, it's like 37 pages. Yeah. I mean, right. that's crazy. But without the IP process, it doesn't get done, Mark. I mean, I know that's there's the, that's a hundred the examples. But it yeah. could with in statute. So that's my point. Like, fine, if you want to legalize pot through the initiative petition process, do it. Put it in statute. Even add a cooling off process so the legislature can't undo it for a set period of time. But let's stop messing with our Constitution. When I, when I was in the governor's office, you know, 25 years ago, has it been that long? Sad. Um, we didn't have the rush of initiative petitions. This is a relatively new well, the Hancock Thing. Amendment, but that was that was in the seventies. I mean, Hancock Amendment uh, was in the seventies. Seventies was I, no, that was in the eighties. That was okay, I even eighties. Okay, even if I give you that, I mean, that was a big constitutional change. But we didn't have five initiative petitions every election. You know, we didn't. Ha- we just didn't. It just. But see, that one was an important constitutional change, Absolutely. I believe. So I, I, I think that there are. But now issues. we're doing it all the time. Yeah, we're doing it too much, clearly. Uh, does somebody want to defend, we, Missouri was a big part of this, with Andrew Bailey in Washington before the Supreme Court with five other attorneys generals on the student loan situation. Do my Democrat friends want to defend giving um, handouts to people, especially rich people who can't pay their student loans? No, I, I don't. Not I mean, rich on the, people, on the stu- no. On the student loan forgiveness, one, I mean, does the president even have the authority? And I know in some circles nope. it's popular, but I can tell you this that there's a few basic rules of life, right? You borrow the money, you agree to borrow the money, you pay it back. If the, if the terms of the loan are onerous, if the interest rate is usurious, whatever, okay, modify the payment plans. If there were predatory lenders involved, get rid of it. that. But to say you borrowed the money and it's just not working out for you, I think the universities have a responsibility. Amen. I mean, when you're only 18, 19, 20 years old, I mean, they, they don't should know you be able to get into no, I get it. $30,000, dollars $60,000 worth of debt? I don't think so. That might be on so. the low end. You, you know, can't okay. go to Harvard and get a social worker degree, come out and, and expect... Or SLU. Yeah, or SLU. And then, yeah, and then you make $35,000 a year. Like, that's... That, you need... I mean, there has to be a discussion of... You know, that's a bad decision. But why not have a discussion? You know, I think this president even campaigned on free um, community college. 
Why can't we have a discussion about that? We're sending to me, billions that's a better, overseas. That's a We're better spending trillions on stuff. I think you could have bipartisan agreement on the community college front to say, look, we're going to put these resources in. I don't know what the numbers would end up being, but at least have a discussion. We're not talking about that at all. Well, well we're moving towards that with the A-plus program. Missouri students who have certain academic credentials are able to go to community in. college that's good. for that's free. That's a good thing. Not just get in, they can get in for free. And so we're doing some of that stuff, but to think that we're going to go and I, the government is going to rewrite the contract that you made with a third-party provider, and that's somehow not a taking. I don't even know how that's constitutional. It's crazy. There's I mean, no you way. can't modify. I mean, I was. I mean, was, let's assume the legislature could. I, the president can't, but I don't know that the legislature could either. I, I think impairing contracts is one of those kind of con right. constitutional things. Hang on, we got to take another break here. We're going to come back with much more. We're live at St. Stephen's in South City for Fish Fry Fridays on 97.1 FM Talk. Roll that music. Let's get that music up there. There we go. That means it's time for me to stop talking. Who's going to take over? We're back one more segment on the Reardon Roundtable this afternoon in a moment. Live Reardon Roundtable this afternoon at St. Stephen's in Holly Hills. They're about to get going officially at 4 o'clock. The crowd is building. It smells delicious in here, Steve Butts. Really My does. wife is the cook back there. So I know. She's oh. ready for all the guests. Yeah, oh, Angie Butts. State She's Senator Mary Elizabeth Coleman, State Rep Steve Butts from the hood here in South City, Jane Duker all on the uh, panel. So I just want to, Sue, we haven't talked about this yet. I just want to tell you how credible the host is because <laughs> at 5.30 last night, I spent 10 minutes with Phil Holloway from Fox talking about the Murdoch trial, and we both agreed Love emphatically that. that this thing was going to take several days and that he was going to be not guilty. And I, Sue and I take wow. a break at the top of the hour, and we look up at the Fox screen. It says verdict in, and we both said... <laughs> is that a typo? <laughs> yeah. And right. already really sentenced. Was. He was already sentenced. And sentenced. This morning, he was sentenced already. I'm like the yeah. only one who said, this guy's going down. Well, let, don't, don't misunderstood, Jane. He was guilty as we hell. I never doubted that he was guilty, but I did think that maybe they planted enough reasonable doubt. That jury said, uh-uh, we're not having any of that. I would just like to say that I think whenever, even if you're a lawyer, if you take your the stand in your own defense, it they saw through it, it comes back to haunt you. They saw not through good. it. And that they judge this morning, it. did anyone hear? The judge was excellent and outstanding. Everybody liked yeah. the and judge. at one point he said to him, because Murdoch kept insisting, even this morning, he did not kill Paul Paul, Paul Paul, his son Paul, Paul. and Maggie. And the judge said to him, it was an interesting moment because you took a, you know, a moment to say, well, he said, well, maybe it wasn't you. And he paused. He goes, maybe because of your pill addiction and the 30 to 60 pills that you took a day, you, don't remember. you became someone that, Elf. because this was a guy, this is what's frightening. This was a guy that was a, a family that was a pillar of the community. I mean, they're doing this Netflix special on that. They were very well known. I watched it. He, Did the, you? The judge oh. described him as, and he said, how can someone like you that's so outgoing, so gregarious from such a nice family, how can you turn into this monster? I'm paraphrasing what he said, but that was the sentiment this By morning. By the way, there were other weird deaths that were associated with this family. Yes. So this family was not what everybody sort of well, said. Well, now we know that. The housekeeper who suddenly just, you know, Trumbled down the stairs, and then the you know poor Mallory who got killed on the boat accident. There were like a the lot Clintons. of deaths. How do you have time with everything that you do exactly. to sit and watch every Netflix special when that I comes can't out? Sleep. That's when a lot I, of Netflix. When I can't sleep, I'm up watching the Murdoch murders. I'm like, well, why no am I you doing? You can't <laughs> sleep. Uh, I don't sleep. All right, of course, not watching that. Let's focus on some positive. True. We talked about crime earlier, so we're going to leave crime out of the mix right now. Stephen, I'm going to start with you because even, and I've said this multiple times, look, I have a wife who played collegiate soccer. 
I, I've had friends over the years that have told me about the beautiful game, driving me nuts. I'm not a huge football fan. However, this is an awesome thing for the city. It, it makes me proud to drive by that stadium. I think it looks outstanding. They're going to have a packed house. The weather looks like it's going to cooperate. This is a big moment for the city. It is a big moment for the city. And I mean, the Taylor family deserves a lot of credit. There's so many people that this is a dream come true. St. Louis of is a all cities. Town. We are a soccer yes. town. We might even start calling it a football town. <laughs> That's how excited we are about it. Are you going? I don't. I wish I could go. I got. Oh. I paid my 300 bucks three years ago to be able to buy a ticket, but you know the demand. I got it. I got two. I'm so excited. With senators showing off. Of course. Yeah. You're just, just a, no, but it's my, just a house schmuck. I would take you, but my 17-year-old son. I want him to be able to say. He's the I was biggest the soccer game. fan you've ever met in your life, and he, he's going to get to say, I was there at the first one. Yeah, that's awesome. He I was watching it last cool. week. Very you know. cool. The run we had for the World Cup, it just brought, I mean, it's just perfect timing, right? And it is a sport that's growing yeah. in the U.S. Our timing is good, and certainly St. Louis needs some good news. And we're blowing the doors news. out on attendance so, and everything. We're going to so blow yeah, the doors out. The sales. Cardinals are looking good. Do you have any opinion? Because I think a lot of people were surprised by the victory last week. Kusumano, and he'll be so on later. Oh Frank, gosh, Frank so said good. last Friday, he goes, look, this team has some pretty good talent. You don't know what's going to happen. It's a long season, but do you expect that they're going to be pretty competitive? I mean, based on last weekend, I think well, you say I, yes. I would have guessed it, a best-case scenario about a 500 team, right? But, you know, looking back, as you know, I was 64 just a couple days ago. Back I said like 46 19, on the air, by the way, just so oh, you know. 46, yeah, I was thank trying you. to reverse back it Back in, like, you. 1967 or 68, my dad had season tickets for the Blues right from the get-go. And I went mm -hmm. to a lot of Blues games back then. And when the Blues were just a baby expansion team, you know, we went to the Stanley Cup Finals, yeah. got slaughtered back-to-back. Back, but we went back-to-back. Back. So I'm not, I'm not calling it's possible. it. possible. But it's possible. It's possible. I hope we the goalie on Saturday, possible. though, uses his hands a little bit. Some of the, when he's, do you remember that play on Saturday night? Mm -hmm. He's yeah, like, Without Ugh. Apple TV, I had to just watch the so, highlights. So my father-in-law <laughs> is too. in the uh, Soccer Hall of Fame because he was on, he was the most valuable player on that slew team that won the NCAA. Amazing. My husband was an All-American soccer player. I mean, Aww. I've had soccer my whole, I, I am, I'm actually getting into it. I mean, I'm getting way into it, and I'm glad. And I hope we blow out every – I hope we do all the sales. I hope we have the most attendance. I hope we blow it yes. out because we are a sports town. And that is a positive for us, and we need that more than ever. Yes. Rewatch this great movie, The Game of Their Lives. Um, great. Oh, yeah. And it was, filmed, yeah. it was filmed at Marquette Park right by St. Anthony's, just up Grand mm -hmm. Avenue about one mile it's the miracle of 1950 when a group yep. of primarily St. Louis kids yeah. yes. from the hill um, beat, and England. Were still, beat England. I mean, it's so just, great. I it's remember, such a great I remember movie. the late Kim Tucci talking about that. He was, Very, the, he was the manager for the team yeah. my father-in-law was on. Oh, was he? Oh, really? yeah. yeah. That's, so That's how we got yeah, to know I, I missed that guy. I should yeah. know this, but then is the only way to watch the game tomorrow night on Apple TV Plus? Is well, that? It, no, it's worse than that. And I yeah. went, okay, so listeners, oh. listeners, listeners. Okay, so I'm a T-Mobile customer. Hurry up. We're going to wrap okay, here. You have to buy the package, but I get it free as a T-Mobile, so I get to watch it. But Apple TV Plus is not enough. Yeah, you got to find They want you to have the MLS subscription. Yes. Oh, well, I don't think I can pull the trigger on that. Although my Should wife I just might have do it. She might go rogue. Yeah. Party at Jane's. Party at Jane's. Hey, thank you, gang, for the Fish Fry Friday roundtable. Went by very quickly. Mary Elizabeth even brought one of her children. I think he's still here. We'll have to see you. MIA. Steve Bucks, thank you so much for helping us. Jane's gonna hang out. We're back with more second hour. Sue's news. We got George Gray coming a little later. 
Get more at 971talk.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.